actions and the words and the way that I treat and interact with other human beings, because I don't know how much power I have in that space. Because a lot of us give our power away without even realizing it and, or take power without realizing it. And um, it really made me step back and say, like, who, who, not necessarily who do I want to be, but what did I do today that I could have done better? And what do I want to do tomorrow so that when I go to sleep, I know that I've done something a little better than I did today? Who do you want to be when you wake up? I have to tell you, I was so surprised when I heard that from Laura Moon today in our conversation. I hadn't really thought about that. I think I think a lot about how I present myself, but often not at night, before I drift away. Who will I become in the morning? How will that person treat other people? Today on Dr. D's Social Network, we have Nicole and Laura from Bear Slate. I love their show. I was on it. We had an incredible time. I look forward to being on their show again. Just wanted to have a fun conversation with two really wonderful people. That, I believe, is going to shine through tremendously when you listen to the episode. But ask that question. Ask it of yourself tonight, before you go to sleep. Who will you be when you wake up? I think everybody knows how this goes. This is Dr. D, Dr. D's social network. And we're here with two hilarious people, Nicole and Laura, who had me on their show mm -hmm. and apparently was memorable. I mean. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. Every very. time I walk down my alleyway, I think of you because I think of that high speed chase we talked about. Right. And how I was going <laughs> to get eaten first. Yeah. Ten steps in. I, I am training for those ten steps. <laughs> I mean, did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> I think Laura, yeah. Laura joked about a high speed chase and what's that like in real life? And you're like, listen, unless you train 10 steps in, you're getting eaten by whatever's chasing you. And Pretty true. Not, yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's, it's actually really true. Yeah. So you, you left that with me. So I just <laughs> want to say thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're like thanks for the uh, weird motivation. I love it. No, oh, it motivates good. me. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Our conversation, you know, Nicole and I are very much about you know one conversation can be the one that changes your life, and mm. you you stuck around in my head for sure quite did. some time to this day. Um, I stick around. Yeah, for good yeah. reason. For good reason. So it was a fun conversation. Well, when uh, I'm thinking back to this conversation, and then I'm thinking about this book that I recently read called uh, Exercised. It's a really good mm. book. I don't normally read fitness books because it's kind of the same thing over and over again, but this was like a really different take on exercise from an anthropological and biological uh, aspect of it. 
Interesting. And essentially that we never evolved to exercise the way we currently exercise, like on treadmills or running outside. We're basically voluntarily putting our bodies through difficult things for the purpose of health and fitness. Um, and so basically we, we are hunter gatherers. We essentially are, mm -hmm. we spent our calories on defending ourselves, on gathering food, uh, reproduction. So this is actually very, uh, awkward and unnatural what we're currently doing for exercise. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, the other thing that really stuck with me was, was that, um, you had said, you know, we all take a certain number of steps. Like we set that goal of 10,000 steps mm -hmm. and the difference between movement and actually exercise. And yes, when I chase my dog around the park, it feels a lot different doing 500 steps than it does on a treadmill, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I can feel that. I, I, I feel that and I get it but you actually opened yeah. my mind to look at the difference mm -hmm. in movement and actually exercise. So, yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, and in this book, they actually, I was like, wait a minute, I, I'm espousing this. Like the guy, he actually had a definition of it the same way I did. Uh, he just basically moved it from physical activity or exercise. There's a huge difference. Like anything Anytime. that's not voluntarily structured, activity that basically is a stimulus involved you're just being physically active which is yeah. not a bad thing it's just yeah. no the separation it, for it you know it just became a bad thing last year when all we were everybody was doing was going from their home macgyvered office to the bathroom to the fridge <laughs> we, were doing, we were just moving from room to room we weren't exercising yeah. Yeah. Well, well how has this year kind of affected both of you ladies? Give me uh, an idea about it. Wow, that's a that's an interesting question. We have uh you know, we we love that word that we hear every day, which is pivot. Oh my god, <laughs> so much. It's my so favorite. Pivot. Yeah, word. like so we pivoted and then we leveled up and we really synchronized our uh, synergies. So we <laughs> we if you're if you're asking about like the last three hundred days. Um, I'm going to do a quick Coles notes on it. Uh, our business that we were doing and focusing on, which was our main source of revenue, just sort of disappeared because we had contracts and nobody could be in their office spaces. And we did a lot of corporate training in person. So we had to pivot and figure out, you know, what direction we wanted. And that's partly why we started the second podcast. We had the original, which was, which is called get more, uh, which is really a short educational, um, podcast. And then, we started the Ask More, Get More show, which allowed us the opportunity to speak with you. And the reason we wanted to do that is because we weren't hearing conversations that we wanted to hear. Uh, everything was just so negative. And we've really started to focus on over the past, I'd say, the last four months uh, with really driving momentum. We have uh, a morning show that we go live every morning on YouTube and Facebook at 6.30 to win the first part of your day. Nicole and I spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about thinking and living every minute with purpose. Uh, we really shifted our mindsets to say, you know, we're going to live with purpose every day moving forward and how can we best affect those around us because we're in such a it's such trying times. How do we how do we not focus on all the negative and how do we shift our mind to be productive? and feel like we generate results for ourselves. So it's been a, it's been a 
it has been a big pivot for us. There's no question. Yeah. Well, um, the the funny thing too is a lot of the training that we went into organizations to do was around core skills, our mindset, accountability, resilience, all of these amazing skills and habits that are needed now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And yet there was this barrier because a organizations were either closed, furloughing people have completely like just gone bankrupt. They're dropping everywhere, but the employees, the people still need access to that information and training. And Laura and I feel so strongly about it that we said, okay, we're just going to start teaching online and who needs it. We'll come and get it. And that's cool. Yeah. So we've, interesting. yeah, we found a way to make it really accessible to a lot of people. And we've, you know, uh, we've been able to, to change lives, which is pretty incredible. It's humbling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really amazing. So how are you finding people for the shows that you're doing? What's your process? I'd love to like understand the behind the scenes of things, you know, for the ask more, get more show. Or- yeah. Yeah, well, actually, the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it's quite funny because each show sort of feeds its feeds each other. Uh, the Ask More Get More show, a lot of people actually approach us and ask uh, to come on, or are referred to us. I mean, we the, the show's short, it's quick, it's sort of in and out. We try to make it as easy as possible and as entertaining as possible. Uh, and have a lot of fun and just really understand, you know, what it is, why they wrote a book or why it is they do the things they do that so that we can turn around and share that in our other, other work. Um, so most of it is either, you know, Nicole and I saying, Oh yeah, look at that Dr. Darian Parker guy. He looks so cool. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's hit him up and say, Hey, we can have fun. You know? Can we can we <laughs> talk about this? Because I think yeah. you could help us and everybody else who's listening. Um, and we just reach out. We have no fear of reaching out. Uh, we have no fear of rejection. I mean, my gosh, you know. Uh, and surprisingly, uh, everyone says yes to us. And we're fortunate yeah. to come, you know, have them come on. Like, it's. Yeah. And the the conversations we're having on the Ask More, Get More show are all with subject matter experts. They all have an expertise in their particular field. For example, you came in um, under our health and wellness segment, clearly an expert in that field. We interview neuroscientists, psychologists, psychotherapists, therapists, um, food specialists, and nutritionists. Like These are people that have devoted their life to their industry and craft. And we say, hey, our audience or the individuals in our membership are interested in this can you come and talk to us about it? Mm-hmm. Which when you think about it, prior to March of 2020, you would either have to be in an organization that would pay for a workshop or you'd pay for yourself out of pocket to listen to someone speak. And there were still a lot of barriers to get to these incredible minds. But what Laura and I discovered, we're very good at, is digging for the relevant information, pulling out those little magical tweaks or habits and then distilling them in a way that our audience can actually take action and try it in their own life. Because there's a huge gap between knowing what to do and then knowing how to do it and taking action. So that's the piece that we fulfill in our membership. In our membership, we have cheat sheets, we have habit trackers, we have extra behind the scenes conversations. Like we're trying to give our members as much 
leverage information, access, and inspiration that they need to genuinely like get more out of your day every single day. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's a great synopsis. And I'm gathering that you discovered that when I came on, I was your favorite guest. That's what you discovered. Oh, 100%. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, a doubt. <laughs> that day, absolutely. <laughs> we almost changed the name of the movement to the Dr. Darian fan club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know what, though, I ha- I have to I have to be honest. Though I am I've been very impressed with your ability to also get some amazing guests um, oh, in, yeah. in this oh, podcast. So it's a, you know it is an honor for us to for Nicole and I to be here. Uh, we're grateful that you you said ah oh, you know come on uh, come on come on mm-hmm. um, because we're just trying to reach as many people as we can. And I know that you're you're doing the same thing. And I think mm-hmm. the more of us that can do this the better world we're going to create for everybody, including oh, most ourselves. Definitely. You know, I'm uh, talking to lots of different people all the time. And uh, now I've done it for a while. So I'm like, really, I have the vibe on who I really want to have on. And of course you ladies, cause you're so much fun. I love talking to fun people. <laughs> That's you. like my Same. favorite thing. <laughs> like I had a guy on today earlier before you're and he's like he joined the circus he's a winemaker he's in all this stuff and i'm like this is incredible and then i have a guy coming on who was like basically works in the cia for columbia and all studies (laughs) organized crime in columbia i was like oh my gosh i have to talk to this that's cool it's crazy stuff everybody has a story everybody has a story everybody and that to me is you know uh, anyone who knows me, my favorite thing in life is conversations with strangers because you never know what you're going to get and everybody has something to say. And uh, I just think it's so fun. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. What have you <laughs> like, you talked about pivoting. Yeah. It's such a, you know, that word is all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> maybe like personally, what did you learn both of you about yourselves in this past year? Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's a, a that's a, yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna let Nicole start with this one because she's had quite the growth journey from day one. Mm. Uh, that's for sure. Calling me out. I, hey, yeah, way to put it out there, hey, man. Laura, I mean, you know, yeah. that's just how we are. We call each other out because there's it's always true. there's always growth opportunities around the corner. A hundred percent. I mean, if you were to take a look at who we were this time last year, January of 2020. Um, Laura had not been on camera before, hadn't recorded any videos, True. hadn't recorded any lessons, hadn't recorded any kind of audio, had never done a podcast. The podcast, yeah, last year, right? this time, yeah. Yep. And yeah. you came, you, you spent nearly two decades in a corporate position. I mean, you were running one of the largest centers in Canada for your industry, yeah. and all of this was brand new. For me, I was still wearing my corporate hat. Everything has to look and present and be perfect. And I was very concerned about the way we showed up and the way we looked and the way we sounded. And it's no secret to everyone that follows our shows and that's in the membership that I am working very hard every day on my need for perfectionism, which sounds funny, haha. But in truth, it's a huge barrier to my growth and success. And we recognize this and through conversations with over a hundred 
successful, resilient, focused, determined subject matter experts across four different areas of life within a nine-month period. That's a lot of people. And that's being exposed to a lot of ideas, a lot of insights, a lot of, oh my God, I didn't think of that moments all at once. And Laura and I were interviewing anywhere from two to four people every other day. So it was a lot of information to take in. And we sat back and looked at each other and went, there's a lot of commonalities going on here. We need to get over ourselves. We need to get over our fear. We need to get past judgment. We need to focus on a growth mindset. And if anyone knows the work of Carol Dweck, um, Dr. Dweck is outstanding. And the growth mindset seems to be a really strong thread in commonality between each of the people we had spoken to, regardless if they were a neuroscientist or our friend Chris, who recovered from necrotizing fasciitis and almost died. Yeah. Right? So wow. yeah. for us, it was just the short-term, high-volume exposure to these incredible people that all had traumas and difficulties and things they had to get over, but they did it. And so we looked at each other and said, okay, let's go. It's our turn. Let's get, so yeah, I had to get over myself. I had, you know, I had the fear of judgment for sure, even though I have always been very confident and have taught core skills. um, Mm -hmm. I still had, you know, when you, you got a camera turned on and you're going live to the world, you're sort of like, well, my mother reminds me daily, you realize, honey, that's there forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you kind of want to sit back and think, okay, how, how is this really going to impact me, my family and, and, the, and you know, my environment? Um, and I think I, I did it quite quickly. I transitioned quite quickly. And if you catch the morning show, which I would love for you to turn on, uh, you'll see that we are very real human beings at 630 in the morning. Uh, oh, yes. Sometimes barely <laughs> functional, trying to learn something. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. So we got over that pretty quick. But I, I'll I'll never forget with Nicole because I just assumed, and this is you know one of those mistakes that we make when we assume people are a certain way. Because she had done video for so long and has built out so many educational platforms, um, I just thought going live would be like making a video, and she was terrified. Our first live interview was on a a show uh, with Dr. Vibe, who is an amazing guy. And Nicole kept saying, why don't, why don't you just do it? And I I kept thinking, well, but we do everything together like this. Why, why are you sending me out there on my own? I mean, I have no problem. I mean, I'm over myself. Right. Um, And she didn't, she didn't come, but then, and she told me she was, she couldn't cause something. And then, but she was in the chat and I thought, what's going on here? And then yeah. finally she said, I'm terrified of this. And so I said, okay, well, well, we'll break it in slowly, right? Let's do a Facebook Live. Let's just see what it is that's frightening you because it was uh, obviously it's an irrational fear and we mm-hmm. all experience irrational fears, but the best way to deal with fear is to just do it. It may yeah. not feel like it at the moment, but we know this. Yeah. Uh, and the more we can expose ourselves, the better. And now it's, we go live every morning, you know, the first couple like five times or, a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the first couple of times, definitely there was some panic there. There've been moments just the first oh, week. Yeah. The, the very first time Laura and I tried going live to teach something it, there was some technical difficulty. It didn't work. And I actually 
had to close the conversation with Laura because I was having a panic attack, like a full blown panic attack. Oh, like the fear for me, like the perfection, it's a thing. So the growth for us in the last year, I cannot remember who said this. I don't know if it was Dr. Ben or someone else, Dr. Ben Hardy. Someone said, if you, if you don't look at yourself a year ago and feel a little bit embarrassed, then you're not making enough progress. Yeah, I can genuinely say we're making progress because I, I'm if not we don't, the people that follow us are going to be like, okay, you're just all theory, you're just all talk, but you're not action. So we're trying to set an example, and we're the test test subjects we're testing us. <laughs> we're the case yeah. studies. Yeah. So yeah. So we've spent a lot of time. It was Dr. Ben Hardy that said that he 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 was on the show and he said if you. And I don't think he said if you're not embarrassed of who you are, but you you shouldn't recognize yourself. Oh, like you, that's should, mm. you should look back a year ago and really just not recognize yourself. And if you can't, if you can, then you haven't done enough growing for mm. you. And yeah. uh, he he speaks so much about how the future self is so much more valuable than the present self, and that we need to understand how to get to our future self. And there was a big shift with Nicole and I. Um, with the work from Dr. Ben, which is incredible for anyone who has not experienced Dr. Ben, just Google Dr. Ben Hardy, take a couple <laughs> of his courses and he will yeah. change your life. That's how I found you ladies. He referred me to you guys. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's, so you know exactly that journey of, mm-hmm. you know, there's self-awareness, there's understanding who you are, and then there's figuring out how the heck do I get to where I want to be? So you can think about it you need to move into doing. So I, I know this information now. How do I start practicing this behavior so that I yeah. can become that person? And sort of that's that's been our journey and really our focus. We've we've worked, uh, we spent a couple of weeks in the morning show covering Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, just sort of breaking it down, simplifying it, figuring out easy ways to think about thinking and then start doing and becoming so that we can, we can move into that space where we're confident and comfortable with who we are. Yeah. So, and uh, it's just been, been a journey. It's been fun and we it's laugh and fun. it's, there, there's, there's moments that are just horrifically yeah. embarrassing. Well, um, if you look at our Instagram are the posts of Laura and I, and the amount of fun we have doing the work we're doing is outrageous. Yeah, we do. We really do. Like we talk about trauma. We talk about death. We talk about fitness. We talk about job loss. We yeah, talk we about talk serious about topics. We talk about really difficult topics, but that doesn't mean we have to be somber and very quiet. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's all, we're all going to go through stuff, right. right? It's like, I'm not going through it like that. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if Especially, I'm being yeah. chased down the alley for two seconds and I'm going to die that I know. way, right? Honestly. Like, come on. <laughs> I just try to bring some truth to the situation. I don't want to sugarcoat everything. Dude, you're, that's I don't a- think we tell people the truth enough. I like they're like me honest with people. I think we have a lot yeah. of self-deception. Mm. And um then we say, Oh, well, if I told them this, you know, they're not gonna like it. So I mean yeah. <laughs> Well never it, mind. The cognitive dissonance with what we tell ourselves. Yeah. There's the a big one to get over too, right? The first conversation you have is the one with you. Yeah. I think you're a hundred percent right. Because when we show up and you know, we're, we're not perfect. 
you know, we're perfect anymore. Perfect, we're perfectly <laughs> us in every possible way yeah. that makes us us, but we're not, we're human. Right. And I don't think enough people present human. Um, and then I think that we have this fear and this is the judgment that I speak of, of getting over is, you know, oh, if I don't have that degree, or if I make that mistake, or if I say that thing, then all of a sudden, I've lost all my credibility. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how life works. You know? Um, Yeah, I realized that wisdom, which comes from experience, is the most valuable thing that we can give ourselves, you know? Yeah. Darian, what have you learned in the last year? Oh, you know, uh, good question. Um, I learned that I, uh, I've tapped into the kind of reserved, more quiet side Mm. of my, Mm. of the spectrum of my personality, you know, much like Dr. Ben Hardy talks about, he, he subscribes to the kind of the whole big five model of personality that your personality isn't permanent. It's Mm -hmm. flexible, Mm -hmm. malleable. And throughout the course of my life, I've been either like really outgoing or really reserved and I would say in the last year, I've been really reserved and really like homebound mm-hmm. and um, and just a lot trying to spend a lot of time being creative. I think I'm more creative than I ever thought I was. Ooh, definitely. I love that. Yeah. And it's expressing itself through my podcast because like this year, I'm doing all these like mini series, limited run series through mm-hmm. my podcast. They're all like artistic, creative endeavors collaborations with people of just like can we make this like an yeah like avant-garde stuff like performance art and i realize i'm more of a performance artist than i thought i was you know love that yeah and see you'd never know unless you give yourself the space to try which is brilliant yeah yes that's great we had a uh, so we had a conversation with a fella it's David Hennessy? Is it David Hennessy? Yes, it was David Hennessy. So uh, amazing. His uh, his program. And he talked about, I just love the way that he described the world in your life like music. And that mm-hmm. there's the high notes and there's the low notes and then there's the space in between. And if there was no space in between, it would just be noise. And that yeah, you wouldn't we need, hear music. Yeah, we need to work on finding that space in between, which it sounds like you've achieved this year. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that as well. I think, yeah, just taking the time and allowing myself to create without caring what the response is or how many people listen to it. I mean, in the end, it's, you know, it's just like it's crafting. My daughter's inside the house and she's making this big craft project and she's just really into it. And I see her doing it and she's doing it for just the love of doing it. There's no applause for her doing it. There's nobody watching her really doing it. Mm-hmm. She's being meticulous and creating on her own. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. I think we try to create to get a reaction about validation yes. for ourselves. Yeah. Oh, look at me. Look at I look at how good this episode was or look what I did. Isn't this good? And sometimes I think, you know, why don't we just create just for the purpose of creating? You know? Well, that's what hobbies used to be. Yeah. Like yes. You used to have hobbies. <laughs> you do things outside of work and outside of Instagram that are just for you. Yeah. Oh, What's my gosh. That's the best puzzle. way of saying that. You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, that what was a- the point. <laughs> 
That was genius, by the way. But it was so simple. But genius is like that's what hobbies are for. Well, yeah. I think about it. When you used to do puzzles, like did you take pictures of it and bring it to all your family? No. Exactly. Yeah. No. We've lost it, man. Nobody wants to see the napkins I sew in my spare time anymore. <laughs> I just want to say that's you a know? true fact. She sews napkins. <laughs> really? Do. Oh yeah, we're bringing up. We're we're gonna make it trendy. Forget basket weaving, make napkins. It's more sustainable. (laughs) No, okay. I never heard of such a thing. Oh no, I. That's just something that I use as an an example of a habit that I was able to develop really quickly. Um, So we talk about it on the show. If you want to know an actual hobby, I do not talk about or post this anywhere. Every winter, my hobby is I will either make a quilt or I will crochet a quilt. That's my hobby. Oh my gosh. First time. I did not even know that. Because it's my hobby and y'all don't need to know about it. It's for me. No. No. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Okay. That just brought so much more fun into my life. (laughs) Don't you guys have hobbies? You guys must have hobbies. I, uh, I, Homework, homework, get a hobby. I mean, what is it? What I mean, uh, okay, I got to think about this for a second. (laughs) I've never, well, I don't know. I've never really been a big hobby person. I mean, uh, you know, my spare time, you know, I even think back as a child was always sports. You know, if I had a hobby, it was was sports for me. Now it's you know, be a hobby. My dog is my is my hobby, Um, but I feel like. And one of the things that I definitely want to work on for next year is finding more of that space because I totally understand about sort of stepping back. This is, I think, the first time in my life where, I mean, I'm the person that walks down the street and knows everybody and I can't go anywhere without talking to people Mm. because I just love people, right? I find them fascinating, genuinely. If I had a hobby, it would be talking to random strangers, you know? but it, this year I actually felt I stepped back from that a little bit. And I, I did, there were moments where I didn't really recognize who I was in that space because I've always been going a mile a minute. And well, and we're also living in a city that's been in lockdown since March. So we can't right. exactly get out and see each other and interact normally. Yeah. So that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a bit of a shift that way, but it's a, uh, it's, I think it's been a great, as bad as it's been, it's been great. Uh, it's Mindset. all in the way. It's, it's how you look at the opportunities yeah, and, and how you frame your life. How do you want it to look? You know, who do I want to be when I wake up? I thought you were going to say grow up. I love that. Who do I want to be when I wake up? Well, I'm not even ready to accept grow up yet. I'm just, no, but I like that bed part, right? (laughs) That's good. When I wake up, wow! Did you just come up with that? Yeah, yeah. She, she drops these nuggets. I'm glad we're recording. I mean, what a gem! Yeah. Right? Who do I want to be when I wake up? I love that. Yeah. Well, oh my I, gosh! I, I've never heard of that before. Really? I ask myself every night when I go to bed. I mean, well, and this we do is, now. <laughs> no, I've had my my best practice because I've always managed people, and I've always been very mm. consciously aware of how I affect their lives. Um, and you know, I can say that I have had experience where I have hired individuals who were not making any money and 
taught them how to create a world and a life that was an, of abundance. And, mm-hmm. and then I've also watched them die as awful as that sounds. And what you realize when you're in a role that has that much part of me, like not, not shrivel in the industry, but like genuinely pass away, pass away. Yeah. Pass right. away. And, and when you manage people at that capacity and that happens and you experience that, it, it really makes you stop and think about what behavior did I have today and how did I enhance that individual's life or did I make it worse? Because as a manager, did he ask for a day off that I didn't give him? You know, was there something that I could have done that would have brought more quality um, and things like that? Because you question. And so at that point, you know, I really stepped back and thought, I need to pay really close attention to my actions and the words and the way that I treat and interact with other human beings, because I don't know how much power I have in that space. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us give our power away without even realizing it. And, or take power without realizing it. Yeah. And um, it really made me step back and say, like, who, who, not necessarily, who do I want to be? But what did I do today that I could have done better? And what do I want to do tomorrow? So that when I go to sleep, I know that I've done something a little better than I did today. And mm-hmm. I started asking myself that question, like, oh, gosh, like 10 years ago. And it really changed me um, because it, and it's it's interesting. It's the last thing that you think about and the things that you talk about or the when you do your affirmations, we've learned that you carry that into your dreams. You know, that was interesting. You carry that information into your sleep. And what do you want to spend the next seven hours in your subconscious mind bouncing around in your head? And I think that I think that I learned a lot uh, doing this ritual or practice or whatever you want to call it um, by doing that at night. And and it really changed the way that I look at when I get up, like, who am I going to show up as today? Who do I want to be right now? What's my day going to be like? Because I have full control of whether it's going to suck or whether it's going to be okay or whether it's going to be great. And some days just kind of suck, but they're still okay because you know that there's a great one around the corner. So Mm -hmm. it's we need to pay attention to how we behave and act and interact with people because we have no idea how much we impact them. It's true. You you're like a philosopher right now. She is dropping massive <laughs> poet bombs. She is philosophy nuggets. All you're littering the airways with goodness. Uh, you see how beautifully uh, she just put that together. Whereas if you were to ask yeah. me that question, I'd be like, I just didn't want to be the manager everyone gossiped about. <laughs> was no. where I came from. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's so beautifully. So thank you. Well, I I think that, you know, I've always, I've always said, you know, everyone in their lifetime deserves to have a good manager or to be led by somebody or I believe that deserves Mm -hmm. a mentor. And I think that we all, um, and especially us, the three of us, we don't know who's listening, um, that we have a responsibility to show people that everything is going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. We just need to change mm-hmm. the way that we look at how we interact with the world. Um, yeah. Atten- I think Laura, you just reminded me and Darian, if I can just say, I feel compelled to say this, the, especially because leaderships are in leadership 
uh, people in leadership are in such influential positions. And I don't mean from a power dynamic. I mean, from an influence dynamic, we, Laura and I, um, have a really strong why for what we're doing. And just in the last week and a half, we've seen articles again about two individuals in Canada, two different frontline workers. One was a doctor, one was a nurse that both took their life and the family didn't see it coming. The spouses didn't see it coming. Colleagues didn't see it coming. And part of our mission is to help leaders understand that you have the ability to positively influence your team in ways you can't even imagine. I mean, just doing what you're doing now, they may be suffering and you'll never know, but what if you show up, like Laura just said, show up, who do I want to be today? How do I want to influence the people around me? How can I make things better than when they started? You can genuinely change someone's life by just the the smallest things, acknowledgement, thankfulness, gratitude, seeing, and, and just, I see you is a big one. So it, it's really powerful. And I, I think we all need to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's something that um, you see more often in your observation of life? Or do you think that, uh, that what is being portrayed, let's say through TV and media is portraying something very different? What do you mean? I, I don't think it's quite, I feel the reason why it's so, um, in our minds and in, in Nicole and I, in mm-hmm. our minds is, is, has a lot to do with the individuals who are sort of showing up and, and, and looking for help and the people that I've coached over the past several years mm-hmm. that, that the, our awareness and our eyes are being open to it. I know that in the media, there's a lot of talk about how we have to, you know, cheer on our frontline workers and show respect mm-hmm. and show and, and, and just be more courteous. But I don't think that they realize quite how late it is for that. Um, mm-hmm. When you engage in conversation with anyone who is working in the front lines, uh, every single one that I have talked to has said, yeah, it's nice, but you know, we've always been fighting diseases. We've always put ourselves at risk. We've always, yeah. we've always been here and no one really cared. Um, and now all of a sudden they do almost to the point where it, it almost feels artificial because mm. as much as we feel good about banging pans and uniting, it's not really doing anything that's tangible. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel that, um, you know, it's that put your, put your, what is it? Put your money where, put your money where your mouth is or your mouth think, is, yeah. yeah, if you're going to talk it, walk it kind of thing. And I think what yeah. we've, we've realized is that, and, and one of our missions for sure, because some of the stats we've learned and I, you know, I don't want this to go really depressing or anything is that in the world, every 40 seconds, someone takes their life. Um, And I don't believe that that needs to happen. That's a pre-pandemic stat. We're not talking, oh my goodness, pandemic, look what's Mm -hmm. happening. This is before that. Yeah. Like we don't even know what the stats are because we're only in January, right? So what we're saying is, yeah, we can all make a difference, right? Well, and I think Darren, you nailed it when you said we're not real enough, you know, like people aren't real enough. Like, 
we we show up and we show people like this sucks some of it's really hard you know there's we're all just trying to get by our kids how do you talk to your kids about news how do you talk to your kids about what they're going through i mean i've got two kids and the conversations that happen in my house now i think my kids are incredibly lucky because they have parents that are aware and are engaging in them, but the world is full mm-hmm. of a lot of little kids that don't have that as an advantage. And if we can help educate so one more person to have the conversation in a certain way, or, you know, uh, as I always say that we're going to experience life, life is going to happen to us. It doesn't matter, right? Like mm-hmm. we're going to fall, we're going to get up, we're going to celebrate, we're going to win. As we go through it, it's how we choose to respond that really defines us. And is anybody really paying attention to that? And is anybody really talking to their yeah. kids about it? And I just feel like, you know, it's uh, it's time that we start to wake up and see these people who are feeling like there's no answers or there's no hope because there is hope and there are answers. Yeah. Uh, we just have to and make we're it more show available. up every day. Yeah, man, we show up every You're day. Internet, so that people have a sense of community and someone to look at and to yeah. laugh with and learn craziness. and learn, like really learn. Every day we got an action item. Like every day we today our action item was, and we'll give it to your audience right now. Everybody today, I'd like you to sit down and just write out. And I don't mean like type it on anything. I mean get a pencil and a piece of paper or a crayon or whatever you can find. And write down five things that you do that you like about yourself. Five habits that you do, you know, um, to recognize you're good. Like you've got some good stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Five things, Ben. It's harder than you think. It is harder than you think. Well, and it's super easy to pick out the 37 things that you don't like about yourself, but (laughs) we need to focus on what's going good first, because that's your foundation. You get to build off that. I don't even have to worry about those five. I've got those five on lock. I'm good. I'm going to celebrate that. Now we can start stacking. Totally. It's interesting. It makes me think of uh, an activity I I did one time, a long time ago. Anybody could do this activity. I think it's... But it makes people uncomfortable, which I think is really interesting. It's essentially mm-hmm. like you put one person in the middle and two other people on the side of them. And then the two people on the side, their job for like several minutes is just to tell each other how wonderful the person yeah. in the middle is. I love that. Oh, that's right? fun. And to watch the person in the middle be incredibly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and almost not, they don't want it. And what does that say about us? That okay, so you we have exercise? been conditioned to not... You know, the, um, say that again. What'd you say? You did this exercise. I did this exercise. Yeah. I've done it many times. And actually I did it with my staff for, I used to run this club for like 10 years and we do it every year with my staff. And I'm telling you the staff, they didn't want to do it. They, they just didn't want to do it because they were, they didn't, you know, it's so weird. This whole rejection of being told you're good of like, I don't want to hear this. This makes me uncomfortable. Stop telling me I'm good. And I do this well, and I do that well. And I guess we've got a people, I think we need to tell more people they're good and we need to give them permission to receive it, to receive yes. it and believe it. You know? Yeah. It's one thing to give it's it. True. It's another to take it. Right. Yes. Yeah, and, and I love that you continued to practice that with your team because a lot of people, 
don't know how to receive it simply because they've told themselves for so long that they're no good, that their brain, the inputs are just like bouncing off a brick wall. It's like, well, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. But by you illustrating it, they actually get to observe, okay, I want to let that one in. Okay, I'll try that one on too. And slowly through the environment you've created, you've let them give themselves permission to accept it, which is beautiful. That's what we should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. See, I have some I have some gems too, okay, Laura? Dude, oh, All right. Man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it. I know it. Yeah, we I got mean, come on. now. We're good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey man, there's no competition at all. I'm not gonna let y'all do me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that my job? This right is the now? kind of- this is the kind of competition I like. We're gonna one up each other with amazing yeah. things. <laughs> oh. That's why you came on here, so I could yeah. do that to you. Yeah, yes. yeah, and we borrow that I, if you don't mind with full credit and tell people to do it with their family tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. Oh. I, you know what? Let's do that tomorrow on the morning show. That's the action yes. item. So wow. <laughs> I do. It's, that's incredible. It's funny. It's a good idea. Listen, this is what we do. Smart people give good ideas. We share. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how both of you met each other. Uh, it was a client. Yeah. We had a mutual client. Yeah. And ended up a uh, chance meeting being introduced. Same place, same time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, it wasn't that long ago either. You know, like our... Like two years ago. It's funny because... Oh. We have not actually physically seen each other in person that much because um, the office yeah. is downtown. Nicole is just outside of downtown. And I did a lot of the facilitation out of our workspace, which we no longer have because of the pandemic. And I took care of online and I have for many, many, many years. So it took a lot to get me into the office. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Can you come in? Bye. Why? Get on Zoom. So yeah, it was uh, traffic frontal parking. We actually had a mutual client um, who had recommended Nicole to do a few things that I wanted to do because I was considering at that point um, moving into more of the digital space because I had no experience in it at all um, as far as doing the training modules and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And I, I said to her, you know, we're going to work together one day. I know it. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like what I'm doing. And, and so then, you know, <laughs> I, I got what I wanted and, uh, yes. So here we are and we have a lot of fun and we're very different. Um, but we have a very strong sense of who we are. So we communicate, we fight things out, you know, it's all, it's all good, man. We have, we have good days yeah. and bad days, but we have more fun than not. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. How do you think uh, your relationship has grown since you've known each other? Um, We've been yeah. pretty good with each other since day one, to be very honest. Um, maybe because yeah. we're, I don't know if it's our age or experience or what, but we just are really honest. Like I think, if one yeah. of us is to say, today's not a good day. Then the other one knows to, okay, I need to stop joking around for just a second. What's up, buddy? How can I help? What can we do? Hmm. And we talk. Yeah. Like right? some days are, you know, I call Nicole the sheriff because she's <laughs> always laying the law and uh, it's, which is great. And people are like, really? That's not very nice. Is that nice? And she's like, what? It's true. I do. I lay the law. I, <laughs> I, I think we just have a, I, we've been on podcasts where 
Um, people have said, because Nicole is so organized. I mean, you don't understand my entire calendar is blocked. Like I get notifications to walk my dog. Okay. And or to feed your kids or, <laughs> I feed your kid, or, you know, and, and it's like every moment in my calendar is blocked for something specific. And to some people that might sound crazy, but it's so, you know, we talk a lot about how we invest our time. Where do we want to invest our time? And, um, I'm not great with that. And where I'm not great, Nicole steps in and where she's not great, which is very rare. I step in and it's uh, we just give and take. And we, we understand, we understand and we communicate it very clearly. I mean, this mm-hmm. goes to, and this speaks to relationships. It doesn't matter whether you're married to somebody, whether it's your kid, whether it's your business partner, you need to have a strong sense of who you are and you need to be able to communicate what you need so that that other person isn't guessing. And Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I know I'll tell you who I am and hopefully you'll listen because you're going to know what you're going to get. Cause I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you what I need. And when you can um, express your boundaries, your needs, um, things that make you happy and things that make you really frustrated, you can then step into a very healthy relationship. And so Man, there you go again. There you go again. Just <laughs> bringing up the, you know, just throwing in the gems left and right. <laughs> but that's the foundation of a relationship. You know, it's, uh, yeah, of course. So many people think, oh, you know, Nicole's going to know what I need. Oh, is she going to know what I need? She's not in my head. Not and, my and a lot head. of the, the number of times Nicole says, Oh man, I forgot you're not in my head. And I'm like, no, I'm just sitting here across the computer from you. I don't know what's in your head. So don't get mad at me because I can't see inside your brain. You know, I mean, and then we start laughing, right? It's like, oh my God. Um, That's the other thing too. If you are continually offended by absolutely everything, I don't um, think we would have made it past the first month. No. Like your tone right now, or are you upset right now? Or why are you so busy? Or what's going on over there? Why are you dipping on these interviews? <laughs> like if we hadn't been just honest with each other and that's it. And here's the second half being honest. The other person needs to accept the honesty. Mm-hmm. If you reject it and say, I don't think that's why duh, that's projecting yeah. someone sharing with you, you accept it at its face and you just, you talk it out and move on. I mean, Laura's been married for a hundred years. I've been okay. with my person and married for a while. <laughs> whoa, 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 People whoa. are going to Google me and they're like, she's not that old. <laughs> this is just the foundation of good relationships, whether it's personal, professional, or, or what have you, I, I think. Yeah. You know? There's, I agree. You can't have people guessing about uh, your intentions. Not unless you things. want a divorce, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it ruins a lot of people. They're just like, they actually don't know what the intentions are of the other person. You have to discuss it. Yeah. And then you get, you said it at the top, Darian, you said, we need more truth. And it's true. Yeah, tell the truth. Truth doesn't mean mean or nasty or vindictive. Truth just means here's, here are the facts. Mm-hmm. Facts yes. do not care about feelings. They're just facts. It's like getting mad at math. Like, what are you doing? It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a time and a place for emotion, right? There's a time and a place for emotion. There's a, a yeah, time yeah, and a place yeah. for your emotions to, to allow 
your emotions to drive your actions. And I think a lot of the time we misplace that opportunity. Like, you know, this morning we talked a little about how my rage is real. Cause I, I have that, like, yeah. I just want to <laughs> sucker punch somebody, you know, like I get so frustrated <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's a time and a place that, to use that and there's a place to put that and it's, it's, it's not in a heated conversation, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a metaphorical sucker punch. <laughs> We're not advocating violence. We're not actually punching anybody. <laughs> yeah. you know, the... <laughs> no, no. I said, I want to, I refrain. Yeah. I, the desire. Sometimes. I, I tell that to my daughter all the time. Like she gets so worked up but she's only nine, but I'm like, you know, there's, it's okay to be angry, but you got to use it when it's really warranted, you know, like it's, it's an emotion, but you got to save that for something that it really means anger. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you couldn't open this canister. Does that's not the anger. That's not the time for that. You know, there's a, there's a real time to be angry, you know, and like, and knowing to decipher that. And sometimes I think people are using things like anger in a very wrong context and Mm -hmm. gets them in trouble. Oh yeah. Of course. Well, of course. Anger, yeah, anger often presents uh, when you don't want it, for starters, because nobody really wants it. And a strategy that I use with my kids um, is, you know, that when they start getting angry, I'm like, drop to the floor and do some push-ups. Let's do something useful with that oh, adrenaline. Yes. You know, let's not waste that adrenaline that's coming from that anger. Um, to repurpose it, to bring something good to you. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't... That's ass- awesome associate the same triggers right it's changing the triggers yeah. for the emotion so well and by then a few minutes have passed the amygdala hijack is over you can think again and now you can go mm-hmm. huh what was i actually mad about because it wasn't the fact that you accidentally hip checked me in the kitchen on your way to the fridge and i was in the way like it never has to do with what's in front of you which is yeah. fascinating it's usually fascinating. Something coming from somewhere else right yeah Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. And you two have so much wisdom (laughs) and you have such chemistry with each other. And it's funny because like I with on your show and you have amazing chemistry and then you came here and it's the same thing. It's like the same thing. (laughs) It's amazing. Thank you. You ladies are amazing. You're amazing. (laughs) We work Uh, at it every day. Clearly, you're waking up, figuring how you want to be when you wake up. How many people think about things like that? <laughs> Laura Moon. <laughs> I do. I do. I want to, because at the end of the day, you know, this is this isn't a dress rehearsal. We got one shot. We always say mm-hmm. today is Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. Mm-hmm. It's the only one you're ever going to get. So what do you want to do with it? Yeah. You know, and on purpose. yeah, man, yeah. like don't leave heated conversations. Because they just you don't aren't a good thing to walk away from. It's everything is obvious when you know the answer, right? Exactly. Mm. So <laughs> it's true. We walk it's around true. just assuming all the time. So I, t- I just try to live conscious, right? Live with my conscious yes. mind. So because I've already been super vulnerable and shared my hobby, when I was a young teenager, 16 and 17, I was in high school still. I would sit with all of like the grandmothers that did quilting, which is where I picked up the hobby because I wanted to hang around with them. And I would listen to them talk. And the one thing I picked up on 
was that what they talked about the most were the things they regretted. And it was the things they regret not doing when they were younger. So I think I was exposed very early to this isn't a dress rehearsal. You got to be careful with what you're doing. Do your stuff on purpose. All the stuff Laura just said. But it took until about a year ago for all the little pieces to click in together and go, oh my God, this is not a dress rehearsal. I can create the life I want. I can do all the things. And so now it's it's extra exciting. And I get to do it with this philosopher. Isn't that cool? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, my friends made a song for me when I was little. Uh, but sort of went like this. I love me. I love me. <laughs> so, I, I have no problem. I'm a Leo. I love being loved. Mm. Uh, thank Very you, good. Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Just amazing. I, I could listen to both of you all the time. You just have such great energy and you're both so kind. So I'm giving you the exercise. I'm telling you how good you are. Okay. You. Now just take it. You uh, take it from me. You know, I, I'm the kind of person when someone texts me and says, you're awesome. I said, I know. Right. Like, come on. No, you don't have to tell like, me. I know on. this already. Let's talk about me for a second. <laughs> Yeah. Those are my, let's like, make this about me. Yeah. Oh, Nicole's really good at that. We're like, okay, let's talk about how great you are right now. It's yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens at least two or three times a week. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Nicole and Laura, so amazing speaking to both of you. And uh, please feel free to give a plug for your shows and everything. I'd love you to do that. And people could, how they could find you. Yeah. Sure. Nicole Pretty too. easy. Pro. Yeah, if you go to the Google machine and just Google at Bear Slate, like the at symbol, and then Bear Slate, B-A-R-E-S-L-A-T-E, it will pull up the website, which is bearslate.ca, because we're Canadian, hey. and anywhere else on Bear Slate. We're Bear Slate everywhere. Bear Slate everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get you wow. naked. No, we want you to bear your soul. We want you to grab <laughs> okay. your hands. You I can't know? even say the tagline. Every day is a bear slate. Every oh. day is a bear slate. <laughs> talking about getting wow. naked every day. I know. I was like, wow, this is, this is oh, amazing. This got <laughs> interesting. Ooh, our, our ratings Ooh, just went up. Perfect. <laughs> What a way to end it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> I got to stop talking or I'm going to say something I'm going to... All right, enough of you. <laughs> Thank you. See, you got to cut her off. <laughs> I want to cut you off right now. Thank you both for being on and we will be in touch. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.